When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rampant Steelers rumors are swirling around Le'Veon Bell, Jameis Winston, Bud Dupree, and more. I give you the fact versus the fiction. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Are the Steelers seriously wavering over slapping the franchise tag on their free agent outside linebacker Bud Dupree? It hasn't happened yet, and that $16 to $17 million price tag for Dupree in 2020 could be a big reason why. And what about interception-prone Jameis Winston? Could Pittsburgh really ink the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' reject to become Big Ben Roethlisberger's big-armed backup? Also, why is running back Le'Veon Bell making the rounds all around the Steel City in recent days? Could these series of high-profile Le'Veon sightings signal that the once-stellar Steelers running back is coming back to carry the football for his old team and carry the load over the oft-injured James Conner in the Steelers' backfield. These and other rampant rumors are making the rounds in the 412 area code just as the franchise tag deadline has been extended and free agency and the NFL draft loom. But what is fact and what is fiction when it comes to this silly season of speculation and rumor-mongering before the Steelers get serious about remaking their roster for 2020? Glad you asked. I just happen to have all the best odds and most prescient analysis as to what the Pittsburgh Football Brain Trust is most apt to do when the Steelers begin making roster moves for real. It's all here in the podcast, so let's get right to it. Suspense is building for the Steelers' big decision on Bud Dupree. Dupree did have a big year last year. His play was big, but it's been rather small in his previous seasons as a Steeler. So what will Pittsburgh do? It once seemed a foregone conclusion the Steelers would slap Dupree with their franchise tag and pony up that $16 million for his services in 2020. Not so fast. The NFL is giving teams more time to ponder those franchise tag decisions, and Dupree and his agent have to be sitting on pins and needles. The deadline to use the franchise and transition tags has been pushed back yet again. Teams now have until 11.59 a.m. March 16th to decide whether to use the tags 
on their available players. My bet is the Steelers are having second thoughts on Dupree, perhaps realizing another lower-cost outside linebacker paired opposite true Pittsburgh superstar T.J. Watt would get the job done just as well as the overrated Dupree. Never, ever overpay an overrated player, not even for one year under the franchise tag where the salary is dictated by the top paid players at the position. As Pro Football Focus reports, the timing of that career year for Dupree could not have been more opportune. The site writes, while playing on his fifth-year option, Dupree earned career-high marks in overall grade, 77.7, total pressures, 51, sacks, 13, and forced fumbles, 4. His 75.0 run defensive grade was a top-20 mark at the position, flashing on the tape with impressive plays in the backfield. In nearly every aspect, it was a career year for one Bud Dupree, unquote. It was, that's undeniable. But for me, it was also likely an illusion, a peak never to be reached again by Dupree. Hey, some will see this as Dupree finally turning a corner in his fifth year. But the smart money, and I'm hoping I can include the Steelers in this, will come to view his season as an outlier fueled more by the rising play of true superstar T.J. Watt with Dupree doing his best to hold on to Watt's coattails and cash in. And he will cash in. But as PFF.com wisely states, let some other team overpay him. So like sands through the hourglass, Dupree's franchise tag could be slipping away the longer this goes. Let's hope. What about Le'Veon Bell making a triumphant return to the Steelers' backfield? After all, Bell was romping around the Berg recently and making sure his Pittsburgh presence was very prominent on social media, perhaps stoking Steelers fans' fire for his return. But let's be real. No one can be confident of that Steelers backfield right about now. It has to come up big in 2020 to complement the rising Steelers' defense. But when current starter James Conner has missed so much time with injury these past two seasons, can he be trusted? My answer is no. But Bell might not ring any bells as the right answer for the backfield either. First, there's his big contract that would have been bigger had Bell just signed with the Steelers when he had the chance. But that was then, this is now. And Bell is coming off a Jets season, which he really didn't show that a year's rest really was still in those legs. Rust was more like it. And the Steelers can be nothing if not stubborn. In this case, it seems they are still inclined to stick with Connor as the starter. Here's the way Tim Benz breaks down the very interesting and uncertain Connor situation with the Steelers. Quote, Connor has missed 11 full games over his first three seasons. That's not to mention other contests, such as four in 2019 against 
the New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, L.A. Chargers, and Cleveland Browns when he left early due to quad and shoulder injuries. His absence in the Steelers' backfield is not lost on Mike Tomlin, as Ben's quotes the coach as saying this, quote, that's a big component of that evaluation. He didn't spend a lot of time on the field healthy, but that's as much a part of the game as blocking and tackling. We'll assess it with him in an effort to minimize injury to what degree we can moving forward. But injuries are a part of the game, unquote, from Mike Tomlin. Tim Benz goes on saying, when Tomlin was asked about how the Steelers running backs currently on the depth chart could potentially have roles redefined, he said, quote, we are going to be defining that as we move forward in 2020. What somebody's role was in 2019, I'm not going to put them in a box and define them for 2020. I'm not ready to talk about what 2020 looks like in terms of our agenda from a free agency standpoint or a draft standpoint, Tomlin said. So the takeaway, no hints there from Tomlin on the moves the Steelers will make with its backfield. But what about general manager Kevin Colbert? Well, Benz quotes him as saying this of Connor, quote, he's still a young player. We know there is talent there. We hope James can regain it. And if he's healthy, there's no reason why he shouldn't. It's not like it's one injury that kept showing up. He suffered different injuries at different times. I don't think that is who James is. We hope he gets back to 2018, James. And Colbert added this, quote, we don't want to say we don't have a starting running back because we feel we do, unquote. For me, the operative word is feel. That is a far cry from knowing you have a starter. But still, do not look for Bell being the answer. More likely, the Steelers' path forward for its backfield lies with another piece of news announced by the team. The Steelers were awarded a third-round compensatory pick in the upcoming draft. That pick will be the 38th in the third round and the 102nd pick overall. It's based on losses and gains from the previous year in free agency, and it was formulated based on the team losing Le'Veon Bell and Jesse James while signing Steven Nelson. And just like the third rounder the Steelers got for Antonio Brown last year and then turned around and picked receiver Deontay Johnson in last year's draft, wouldn't this be a perfect spot for some running back symmetry should the Steelers select their next set of legs for the expected heavy lifting in the backfield for 2020? I'd even bet on it. But Bell, well, that makes for great social media, doesn't it? And I think that was the whole point. Now, the high-flying hype over Jameis Winston flying north to be Ben's backup, provided his flight doesn't get intercepted. Well, I should put it this way, Pittsburgh. Fooey! Perhaps the Twitter account Steelers Nation was a tad more articulate than I was. It tweeted, quote, as if this needed to be said, but the Steelers have no interest in Jameis Winston 
nor should he have any interest in the Steelers. Beyond that, the Steelers have no money to pay him, even if they were interested, unquote. That seems about right to me. Still, sports radio guy Andrew Filipponi wasn't poo-pooing the ESPN reporting on the Winston to Pittsburgh speculation. He tweeted, quote, ESPN thinks the Steelers to Jameis Winston. I'd love that. If the market collapses, he'd make a great Big Ben backup. Game plan wouldn't need changed, and he'd have upside potential as a future starting QB, unquote. Hey, that's the rose-colored glasses view, but our team colors are black and gold, and the black and gold reality here is fat chance. Jameis Winston sees himself as a starter, and the Steelers see their backup quarterback situation as competent enough not to overpay a big name in a backup role. That said, I still expect them to make an interesting move at quarterback, just a less high-profile one. The very thought of Winston in black and gold clearly struck a nerve, however. It sure did on social media and in terms of the clicks on the stories about it. But again, that was the whole point. Indeed, there's plenty of Steelers smoke right now. But where's the actual fire? Well, it's in the belly of the blast furnaces. The coaches and general managers are huddled in Steelers' offices, plotting their strategy for free agency in the draft. The game is getting the Steelers back in the soon-to-be-expanded NFL playoffs after two uncharacteristic years of sitting home while other NFL teams were playing for all the marbles. The first chess move the Steelers will make in this game will be whether or not to franchise tag Bud Dupree. Of course, I've argued strenuously it is a move they should not make. Free is overrated, and his eye-popping stats last season were the product of being paired with the all-franchise talent T.J. Watt on the opposite side. Clearly, the Steelers are contemplating all of the ramifications and wisdoms of tagging Dupree as well they should, and they just might be wavering on it. As for those other wild and crazy rumors involving Jameis Winston and Le'Veon Bell getting in Steelers uniforms, don't buy the hype. The Steelers continue to turn the page from their former offensive star and diva-driven persona of the past. The team wants hungry players who will cohere into a unit in pursuit of the ultimate prize, that being a magical 7th Lombardi trophy safely tucked behind the glass on the north side of Pittsburgh. There's plenty of pot stirring going on right now. But soon, the real bullets will fly when free agency begins March 18th. Rest assured, the Steelers are quietly and secretly aiming for other targets to improve the team the Rooney way, which means less hype, less ego, but bigger heart, better bargain, and high character. In other words, something far from the flash that generates good headlines for stories containing few, if any, facts. But it sure is fun to speculate, yet it's far more fun to win football games in the fall, winter, and best of all, in January, when it really counts. This, 
Only this is the Steelers' goal for this most critical and calculated offseason. And we shall see how it unfolds right here on the Steelers Update Podcast. So download the audio every Wednesday afternoon wherever you download your favorite podcast and audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.